on the derby, there's no way I'd sell it for all the nuts in Brazil. N- no, but say someone less loyal than you were to be the derby winner owner, and he were to sell it, what then? Well, I'd say he was a bit of a stencher. Maybe, but you do understand the principle that the horse that had been bought for 2,000 guineas and subsequently won the derby had appreciated. What, what uh, appreciated winning the derby? No, Twinks continued patiently, appreciated in value, she spelled it out, was worth more money. Ah, well, that's what an investment is. You buy something with a view to making more money when you sell it. Right, Blotto nodded slowly. Yes, I've caught up with your drift. A new thought came to him. So the Bodos who've got these investment wajama bits, they make a lot of money, do they? Investment, said Mr. Crooptickle in a tone that was almost testy, is the basis of capitalism. Ah, Blotto thought for a moment. What's capitalism? The man of business wearily prepared himself for another explanation but before he could utter it, was interrupted by the foghorn voice of the dowager duchess. Blosso doesn't need to know things like that, Crooptickle. It would never have occurred to her grace to address him by anything other than his surname. People of that class of minor professionals, accountants, solicitors, doctors, and so on, did not merit the dignity of a mister and the idea that they might possess Christian names was frankly ridiculous. My son has been brought up in an entirely proper way for someone of his breeding, which means he knows that talking about money is vulgar. Yes, Your Grace, said the accountant humbly, just having had his complete raison d'etre relegated to the darkest outer circle of unacceptability. "'Proceed, Crooptickle,' the Dowager Duchess continued, "'with what you were telling us, "'and if Blotto doesn't understand all the details, "'well, it won't be the first time.' "'Son smiled gratefully at Mother, "'generous of her to say something so nice about him, "'though, as was proper for someone of her class, "'she had never indulged in any displays of affection, "'and certainly no physical contact with her children, "'the mater was not, to Blotto's mind, a bad old kipper. "'Very well,' the man of business squeezed the pince-nez "'even tighter onto his thin nose. "'You will recollect, Your Grace, that some months ago "'you entrusted me with the disposal of some gold bullion.' You did not volunteer me the information as to where it had come from, but nor do I intend to volunteer it now, snapped the Dowager Duchess. Asking members of the aristocracy where they got their assets from is the absolute depths of bad form. Twinks could not help but agree with her mother on that point. Her studies of history had taught her that the acquisitiveness of the British upper classes knew no limits. Most of their property had derived from a concerted campaign of pillage and exploitation of those too feeble to fight back. And when all the pillage and exploitation had helped the monarch currently in power, that was how most of them had achieved their titles.
Not that Twinks felt any shadow of guilt about the situation. Though of exceptional intelligence, she knew the boundaries within which sympathy could properly be exercised. The ideas of showing compassion to the lower classes or of embracing the dangerous concept of equality did not even enter her extraordinarily pretty head. "'Very well, Your Grace,' said Mr. Crooptickle. "'So, as I say, you asked me to dispose of this bullion of unknown provenance.' Blotto smiled in blissful recollection. He knew the bullion's provenance, and that knowledge gave him a warm glow of satisfaction. Each gold ingot was stamped property of U.S. government. It had been acquired, Blotto did not know how, by some mafiosi in Chicago. He had brought it back from the United States in his Lagonda, after escaping the machinations of an evil cattle baron whose ambition had been to marry Blotto off to his daughter.